Welcome to the poem, the Parsha, the podcast. I'm Rivi. And I'm Adrian. And Adrian, there is nothing more exciting than beginning the new cycle of Torah reading. It's true. It is Parshat Bereshit. Yes. It is absolutely one that is exceedingly close to my heart, as you well know. Yes. It's my mother's yard site, which has compelled me to teach about it for, oh my goodness, 35 different talks about Parshat Bereshit. Yes. And here we are, always thinking of something new. Yes, in fact, this week I think we're I think we're having a a new lens. I mean, this is now what the third time we've done Bray Sheets. Well, I don't want to correct you on air. However, I went back and we've only done a Parsha podcast once for Bray Sheets. Oh, you know, sometimes Bray Sheet comes out connected to the holiday of Sukkot. Yes, in a yes. three day marathon, yes. Yes. and that may have been the case while we missed. When we missed a few, yes, Bereshit. I'm remembering that now. I always, my brain always goes first to the poem, and I remember a particular poem, and I realize now it was not on Bereshit like I had originally said, assumed. So this is the second time, only the second time we've looked at Bereshit together, which is new and exciting. Always, and uh, yes. I did love last year's poem, which is "This Is Just to Say" by William Carlos Williams. Yes. And that was all about the temptation. But we're going in a different direction this time. We are. We have um, opened a new door, again, with Bereshit. This year we're looking at a poem in translation by Théophile Gautier, um, a French poet, born in 1811, um, died in 1872. He was, he was uh, buried at Montmartre. He was a writer. He was a poet. He was a painter. Um, he was so... Sort of, he so he fell in originally with the capital R romantics. Explain the the romantics. So romanticism was a literary movement, and from romanticism we got all of these poets that we think about when we think of sort of the the all stars of modern poetry. We got Blake, we got Shelley, we got. Wordsworth, we got, you know, we could feel, I mean, we got sort of Coleridge out of that experience. Um, and so Gautier was one of the, like, sort of romantics initially, and then he, he sort of became, he sort of took a turn and he left the romantic movement. And I think he was seen as sort of a traitor to the romantics. Uh Aha. Well, hold one minute, please. When you say, hold one minute, please. Uh, When you say romantics, give us a little few indicators of what that style looks like. The romantics were really all about emotion recollected in in tranquility. There was this, this, it was a deeply reflective moment in literature where we were thinking deeply about the self and all of the parts, the hard parts of the self. I mean, yay, slimy things did crawl with legs upon a slimy sea, right? Like, we, it was physical and, and um, I wander lonely as a cloud. It was very much about this sort of emo- the inner life, but not in a way that was presented. You know, we're also talking about the Victorians. They were very um, in love with, with sort of distance. And so it was a way of, of addressing sort of big emotional experiences, but with some time and some distance between the speaker and the moment. Aha. Well, I am thrilled about this poem, and I'm really looking forward to talking about yes. it. And I want to just call everyone's attention to what place in the Parsha we're looking at. Yes. I am continuously intrigued by the idea of fallen angels. 
And yeah. that very short episode in our Parsha, which is at the end, it's Perak Vav. So it's chapter 6, verse 1. And it's so intriguing. And it's about these angels who fall from the heavens, Nephilim. They mm-hmm. are fallen mm-hmm. angels. And, you know, that's clearly a little scary and frightening because that sounds very Greek mythology like yes, you know yes. <clears throat> and what could it possibly be that angels fall and cohabit with human women and then have children that are super giants mm-hmm. and uh, and they have you know names and there's even thoughts that the goat sent away to Azazel has something to do with Asael with all of these fallen angels oh. just to set us up here for just how edgy these few verses are sure all right but let's go to the poem let's go to the poem so this poem is french poem but it's in translation we have all of our foreign works we've read in translation um and this was translated by norman shapiro Con- farewell to poetry is what Which, it's called I, that really didn't caught even me. touch upon that yet but this is I, like that's important is that part of his leaving the romanticism i think so okay I good think so i think there was a you know what? I'm not going to explain it. Let's read the poem because I okay. feel like th- that's a connection that we need to explore and we need time for it. Okay. So, Farewell to Poetry by Théophile Gautier. Come, fallen angel, and your pink wings close. Doff your white robe, your rays that gild the skies. You must, from heaven, where once you used to rise, streak like a shooting star, fall into prose. Your bird's feet n- now must strike an earthly pose. It is no time to fly. Walk. Lock your prize, your harp's fair harmonies in resting wise. Within your heart, vain, worthless treasures, those. Poor child of heaven, but vainly would you sing. To them your tongue divine means not a thing. Their ear is closed to your sweet chords, but this I beg. O blue-eyed angel, first, before you leave, find my pale love whom I adore, and give her long brow, give her brow one long last farewell kiss. Oh my goodness, what story is this, this poem is, telling? I'm a little scared to know. Well, there's a, like, so come fallen angel is where it starts, right? I so know. we have this, this like mythical experience right out of the gate of like a, an actual angel falling come fallen angel doff your white robe your rays that gild the skies you must from heaven where you once used to rise streak like a shooting star fall into prose that is hard and then we've got the next one we've got this like physical your bird's feet now must strike an earthly pose within your heart vain worthless treasures those Poor child of heaven. But now, vainly, so, would you sing? Okay, now, poor child of heaven. That So the parallels with the Parsha mm-hmm. is really interesting. Mm-hmm. Yes. The children of the gods. Angels. See, the human women. Yes. And now, obviously... I can't pronounce his name. I'm going to say Gautier. And Gautier. I'm going to, like, you know, hit the designer, but not... Okay, fine. Uh-huh. Um... He obviously knows this biblical passage. Of course. There is an idea of fallen angels. Yes. And they appear, of course, in the Torah, but also, I believe, in Apocrypha. And mm-hmm. and, and what is more intriguing than a fallen angel? Yes. And so he, 
So the story seems to be that he's saying to this fallen angel, hey, come here and do X, Y, Z for me. Mm-hmm. So, poor child of heaven, but vainly would you sing to them your tongue divine means not a thing. I beg you, O blue-eyed angel, force, first before you leave, find my pale love whom I adore and give her brow one long last farewell kiss. There's a really dangerous turn there at the end. It's not just a commentary on the fallen angel. This is a commentary on on romantic, small r, romantic love. Is he asking this angel to do his dirty work? Yes. Okay, I said it. I'm glad I did. Okay. Well, and, and remember that the, the romantics were, were sort of, this is also an era, right, of the rise of the occult. Okay. And we've got this, like, ex, we've got this sort of, hinge on the spiritual and the spirit world, right? I mean, he's obviously making yes. fun of angels, first of all. Yes. And you know, it's really interesting, angels in pop culture, whether it's movies or That's cartoons from, or obviously. art. You know, an angel has these wings, an angel has these halos. And by the way, those aren't Torah angels. No. Torah no, angels no, 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 are no. scrappy fellows showing up hungry at the tent of Abraham. Yes. And wrestling with Jacob. And, and, yes, I was going to say. And it would then, be really interesting to find out where angels even have this. Oh, well, well the I, wings are the book of Ezekiel. What are we talking about? We both studied that. Oh, yes. But they were terrifying looking also. They were terrifying, but they did have these wings. Well, and I wonder if like that, though, I, I think those images come, are some of them are like pre-Raphaelite, right? Because we've got the, the Sistine Chapel and the angels up there. But this like Victorian greeting card appearance hallmark yes is and sort of what i think of here like the white robes well, and the halo and the big wings well we, uh, what's funny to me is we've got pink and blue uh, blue uh-huh we've got the pink when come fallen angel and your pink wings close doff your robe does doff mean put it on or take, take off. it off take off okay take off your white robe uh-huh. raise the gilda so so we want this angel to come down here onto earth He's asking this angel to come and do him a favor, say goodbye to this young woman. Mm-hmm. And why is it called Farewell to Poetry? I think poetry is the woman he's saying farewell to. That's what I think so, too. Perfect. And so he's saying, I'm dispensing with all of this fluffy stuff. I'm uh-huh. dispensing with the flowery stuff. Mm-hmm. And I guess it would be interesting to then see what other poetry he writes. Does he get more realistic? And less flowery. I don't. I don't know. I mean, so many of the romantics were sort of products of their time, and I think that flowery, that flowery sort of like artifice, was so present that it it might have been hard for him to escape it. Well, he he was also a journalist and a playwright. Okay, so very interestingly, basically, it's, this poem seems to be saying, "I don't fall for this angel stuff of yours." Mm-hmm. Um, Poor child of heaven, but vainly would you sing mm-hmm. to them your tongue. Divine means not a thing. We don't care about you and your supposed angel qualities. No. They're, and so he's throwing this all away, which very interesting because guess what? Fallen angel. Mm-hmm. Even the follow, fallen angels of this Torah passage have to do with angels who are not behaving appropriately. Mm-mm. They are fallen angels. They've come to earth. They've become physical versus their angel-like qualities in a frightening way because they are 
co-mingling, so to speak, mm -hmm. with humans and producing these super giants, which later on appear, by the way. Nephilim Azba'aretz, we hear about the angels are in the land, the giants are in the land when the spies go to look at the land of Israel. Hmm. Uh, these, hmm. They, they reappear in the story. Nephilim were giants, the same ones that, and if you want to check that out on in Bamidbar Numbers chapter 13, we talk okay. about the, that the, the giants were in the land of Israel and they are seemingly descended from these Nephilim, from these fallen angels. So I'm wondering together with you, yeah, always together with you, Adrian, 100%. I mean, what, what is the reality of the fallen angel? Mm. Is it a commentary perhaps on, you know, anything that happens in heaven, it's heaven. It's not really the world of action. So it's not real. So are we saying, you know, I'm sick of this fake idealized approach to humans, to men, to women. Mm -hmm. I want to get real. Is that it? Is it? It very well could be. I want to say yes. And I want to say, gosh, how do I put this in words? That there is, yes, okay, here's what it is. Yes, and I think there is a very real curiosity about, about the hard things that an angel would not know about. Well put. I love and, that. It's and, not, you know, I the grittiness. We've done yes. poetry. The humanity. Walt Whitman. Oh, Whitman. Walt Whitman. Whit like, so let's put Walt Whitman's poem. So let's say, you know, I went out the other day and what did I see? And I saw the drunk and I saw the gritty street. Mm -hmm. That's real. Yes. So a romantic would not write a poem about the no. gritty street no, 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 no. and the children's, et cetera, et cetera. And so here, Gautier is saying, fall into prose we're meaning i'm done with this flowery poetry thing yeah it's t and i think it's kind of ironic by the way to write a poem how you're done with poetry i mean <laughs> we can't escape listen for those of us who live lives of poetry you can't ever escape it is a wiring it is a hard wiring and so i think this this need that he is expressing that he's like ready to leave this this very sort of distilled and and um, created. What's the word I'm looking for? Like I, the word like artificial is coming to mind, but that's not exactly what I mean. There is there is a sort of like. I mean, poetry and and theater are related in that it is about a created experience. As if. As in as and as if. And he is done with the as if, and so then we get streak like a shooting star, fall into prose. Prose is, I recently started writing fiction. Oh! Just to see if I could. Wait, friends! Just to see if I could. This is big news. And here's the thing. Here's what I discovered about prose. You have all the room in the world. <laughs> you have all the room. It's like moving from... But I think that's the danger also. Oh, Yes. Yes, because you can fall into it. It is a rabbit hole. You can fall into it. It's like you have gone from like a studio apartment in Manhattan to like an estate in 
I don't know, someplace where you can own a lot of land for a very small amount of money. And right, you have all this space. And what do you do but fill it? And that is dangerous. But that's the beauty, I'm going to say, of poetry. The beauty of poetry is that you it's... and I can sit here this morning and talk about a story that is composed with two verses that are four lines, mm -hmm. two verses that are three lines, which means six and eight, which equals 14. We have 14 short lines. See how I did that math, people? We <laughs> have 14 so lines here that are telling a story that you and I can continue it to is, think about and analyze. It is expansive. But that's the beauty yes. of poetry. Oh, it's Ironically, in his farewell to poetry, he, he gives us a poem with so much depth. And and it yet is so spare. And well, with, you know, I'm going to say that that's what's really cool about these psukim. Let me read yes, them. please do. It's such a short, it's also, it's for psukim. When there's all these humans, they had daughters, okay. These angels up there saw how good the girl, how beautiful these girls are, which, you know, back in our poem, they, they took women from anyone that they wanted. Um, he's like, I cannot, you know, God, poor, poor Hashem. I'm sorry to put it that way, but sure. you know, things are just not working out in this parsha. Mm -hmm. You know, the gun, the Garden of Eden experiment went, yep, bellied up. Um, Adam and Eve are out. I just had. Cain no kills his brother. Oh my gosh! It's all the things, right? It's like, it's, <coughs> it's almost like the, this poem is asking us to sort of peel away all of the very carefully staged pieces. And what lays underneath? And in, here's what lays underneath. Bishagam hu basar yamav meyave esrim shana. And humans, they what's up with them, says God. They live 120 years and they can get into all sorts of mischief in those 120 years. Mm -hmm. um, by the way, or maybe it's the opposite. No, he's at, God is actually saying now your years are 120 as opposed to the Methuselah's 969. Yeah, 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 yeah. So God is saying, I'm going to limit your lifespan here because all heck is breaking loose. Yes. And by the way, do you see this Bishagam? I'm just going to say yeah. that the Klotenic family over Sukkot had a big conversation about that Bishagam. Just saying. It had a lot to do with a grammatical conversation about the word, sh the, the expression sh supposedly not appearing anywhere in the Torah, and then we found this one. But moving on. Okay. And that's when the fallen angels come up. They were in the land by Yamimahim at that time. Also afterwards. And about how there was this consorting with the fallen angels, with sure. the daughters of humans. Sure. Um, and then they are the big, you know, Diborim, very strong people. So what's interesting is a very concise story. Yeah. So much of Torah is like that. But mm -hmm. there's a very short story, very weird, very mysterious, yeah. very strange. I mean, what the heck is going on with angels consorting? By the way, I do want to say, like I said, I've been very intrigued by this episode over the years and one of the special Yurtzeit classes that I had done in memory of my mother was all about the Nephilim at which point I literally found a book called Fallen Angels which was dun 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 about how the idea of aliens that humans have about extraterrestrial extra yes, beings is this so aliens 
ETs, people coming from another place. I am telling you, some people who are listening to this are going to think we're crazy or we're going to think they're crazy because there are people who believe that the fallen angels are the aliens that have come on UFOs onto this earth ET phone home. Bam. Whoa. Whoa. Yeah. And I read a whole book on it. That's how crazy I am. Wow. Who have a whole... (laughs) And I read a whole book about it. And it's all how fallen angels from the Torah is the hint from the Torah that there is such a thing as aliens. I, I have no adequate response to I that. wish I could I just describe your jaw drop. Your jaw dropped. I can't even wrap my head around that. Well, that's so fascinating. And I think it also, like, that's a moment that speaks to this experience, right? Like, we're in a moment in history that this poet is speaking from, in which we are very, very interested in answering questions we cannot answer. And so that just speaks to that, right? Like, we can't know. And so we're going to fill in what we can. So we, I had a class this morning where we were learning together the story of creation. We were talking about all of the different creation narratives that different cultures have. And somebody Uh asked, why is that? And I was like, people, it's a mystery, right? That's why people sought to try to explain it. I love our Torah narrative about creation. Yes. It is beautiful and it's very lofty. The idea of putting Seder into the world and moving away from chaos and the beauty of God creating human being in God's image. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Um, And so, but what's striking about it, now that I say that out loud, is that the very end of the book of Bereshit comes almost as a really frightening undoing because here we have angels, angelic beings who are falling as opposed to the human beings who should be rising up Mm. to the, you know, there's a beautiful Mm -hmm. verse in Tehillim and Psalms that said, you made us just a tiny smidgen below angels. And so we humans should be yearning to be more angel-like, like we are in Yom Kippur, yes, when we yes, yes. Uh, say Baruch Shem Kivod Malchuto out loud, those, those specific words yes. that were for the words of the angels, and we wear white, and um, all of those things are to imitate angels. We don't eat, we don't drink, angels don't eat or drink, and so we are to strive to be like angels, mm-hmm. but the flip side of that is angels who want to be human. And maybe that's the big point um, that our poet is looking to see. Mm-hmm. And that is, shall we say farewell to being an angel? And, and shall, let, we, shall we let go of that need? Shall we let go of that need to inhabit... Not to inhabit. Shall we let go of that need to... yearn for the the unattainable and that I think is a beautiful place for us to tie this podcast up with a bow beautiful you know I think let us each try what's that famous quote our angels our best selves are let us yes um come on there's a famous saying there are a lot of famous sayings in this vein um but I think we should all strive to maybe not 
be angels, but should we all strive to be, to live in our, in our lives and in ourselves in the best possible way? I don't The best think. and kindest, most possible way. Beautiful. I'm going to say Shabbat Shalom. Shabbat Shalom. Uh, 